We're back. Um, we got a special guest, Jay Bushman's sister. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, I'm Sam. Is Jay is already being the obnoxious brother? <laughs> she was tortured quite a bit, I would say, as a child. Sammy, what do you do for a profession? And that's the voice of Mrs. Bushman. Here I am. I'm a teacher, an English teacher, high school, and I coach golf. Do you think kids should get whippings at school? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Bring it back. Yeah. They used to make them in shop class. I got paddled oh, in God. middle school by four different teachers. What they do? Make you make your own paddle to get whipped with? No, they had all these <laughs> teachers had their own special paddles that they had been using for years, and I had old teachers that they had used on my this same paddle cracked my dad and uncle for sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could teach kids. That would be very difficult. It takes a lot. It takes a lot out of you. But we have a hard time with one apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I imagine. Well, teaching, it's every day you question your career, um, but every once in a while something happens that you realize, wow, I'm actually doing something good. So I had a student my first year teaching, which was COVID year. Uh, started, it was 2019-2020. So going into uh, the 2019 school year, I had a kid, a freshman, who was rough and tough. Never got along with him. Um, I was fighting with him every day to just sit down and do something. And he wanted to fight with me. Um, and then one day I had enough and I yelled at him. And then after class, I uh, pulled him aside and talked to him a little bit. And I just wanted to know his story. So I we were talking, and he came from Chicago. He was um, in a gang in Chicago selling drugs because he had to, to afford food to live. Um, and then he ended up moving uh, to Ohio and went to my school. And um, he told me that in the gang he got shot when he was 13 years old. Um, so after talking to him, I kind of understood where he was coming from, and he doesn't want to listen to authority and doesn't want to, um, he's got other things to worry about. School is the last thing on his mind. So over the years, he graduated last year, um, and he is going to the Navy. He, well, he left for the Navy already, but um, went from being rough and tough to actually doing something with his life and when he left he gave me the nicest letter and made me cry so i actually felt like i did something that's an awesome story <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that, that gives us faith in our educational <laughs> program again good for you sammy <laughs> i know i try i try for real it out there. <laughs> that's impressive very well very. we can't even get one kid to come around <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're so good with um, Youth Hunters, Jay, of uh, your genetics rubbing off. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Jay is the Youth Hunter man. Yeah. Morgan says that I can relate to them because I'm a child, so. That's funny. Well, yeah. well I, I will say that um, I'm not in the world of hunting at all. Back in March, I came out here, and I wanted to shoot some guns because that's what you do when you're in Montana. And they make me nervous, but Jay was a fantastic teacher he took it seriously I mean you have to it's a gun told me every little thing about the gun before he would let me touch it and how to load it how to unload it I mean you're a good teacher got to see a professional side of Jay you probably don't yeah see. It, I was shocked <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been I don't know however many years of basically uh, it's glorified adult babysitting with guns and you know the 
seriousness of it, you know, you, you either learn or you die. As a guide, it's very serious because them things are slung around like crazy. And if you live to the end of a guiding career without being shot or about being shot, you won. Would you say that you grew up in a hunting family? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, it's, it's in the blood. Um, not in my blood, though. Not in your um, blood. She's, you know, she's gone out a few times as a child. Yeah, youth season. Dad always tried to get me to go out, but I would get in trouble because I'd talk too much in the tree stand, and I didn't know what I was supposed to do. It was boring. So this podcast might be great for you also because my girls hate to deer hunt. <laughs> But they like to hound hunt because you can talk and throw snowballs and drive oh, snowmobiles. All right, this might be up. up your alley. Sign me up. She might be a menace on the radio, maybe a little worse than Jim. You talk to each other on the radio? Yeah. That'd be fun. I want to do that. Yeah, we can talk on the radio. <laughs> yeah. So we do got a special story. Jay, Jay was successful on a mountain lion. Long time coming, huh? Yeah, it was pretty wild to be the shooter. Way different experience. Yeah, way, way different, different experience. Lydia didn't go again that day, so we had yeah. a good day. Every time she doesn't go, we seem to catch something. So, Jade, go ahead. I, I mean, what? We had a little lull in the break. Yeah. Conditions were kind of bad. Did our thing, get up early, look for tracks. You know, that's what we did. Found a, found a track. And you have to keep grinding even on bad conditions. I mean, those cats still have to eat and travel and... Uh, it was actually kind of a blessing because we could drive around a lot. I mean, we didn't have to use sleds hardly at all. Yeah. I mean, we did once we deployed dogs down. We used sleds to try to get in closer to them and uh, make sure that there were no wolves in the general vicinity of things. We keep hunting for tracks, and we find a, we find a female track that did all kinds of stuff on the road. You and my father found that track, right? Yeah, yeah, she's all over the place, up, down. Um, we kind of rallied the troops, and everybody spread out, and we were... Oh, we got we to gotta rewind. By, like, the aligning of the stars, I come out of the one road, and who do I see? Old Goodwins coming at oh, yes. me in the Toyota. <laughs> he was just out looking for tracks, wasn't planning on hunting that day. Yeah, didn't have any dogs. We sat, we chewed the fat for, like, an hour and a half, delaying on when we were going to go up there, and finally we all rallied and went up on top of the mountain, and we started working up this these lion tracks. Yep. We found a fresh set of tracks that cut them all off. It didn't make sense mentally what was going on, but it did after we turned loose with one dog and we kind of, the dog peeled right out on it. So we knew that if it didn't come out back down on one of the tracks at the road, that we were on the right end of the track. Yeah. And we all kind of made a judgment of what, what we were going to do before we turned loose. And good ones, like for sure, that's the track we need to turn loose on. And by golly, it was right. It was right. Well, how long i mean how long of a run was that um I, I, it wasn't terribly couple it probably was a couple hours yeah a couple couple hours they they moved the track very fast um because the line was already up on its feet it just kind of steadily gained momentum it wasn't like a cold trail to the dogs hitting a hot fresh line that's running away from them this cat was already on his feet traveling and the track just kept getting building speed and building speed and finally they dumped into this big canyon and really no way to get into them right without footwork yeah. which was even more fitting yeah, i mean can't have one easy no when we were pretty confident they had them had her treed we we barreled down in there it was fun as can be you could travel it it was all guides yeah so, so we, we were, were just cruising yeah <laughs> down through there and they're locked on tree and we can't see anything in the tree and i know there was a lot of 
negativity going through our minds when we closed that last like hundred yards to the tree. Well, I, I, you know, last time I was shooter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Last year, I mean, it always it never seems to work out for me. You know, the the one one day or whatever one hour I get to actually shoot or something random. We get some time. We could not find the cat. So he's speaking of last year. The dogs raced off the mountain and treed, but we got in there and no one could find the cat in the tree. You couldn't see the tree into the tree very well. Yeah, and it, it was super, super thick. Um, I mean, blowdowns everywhere. We couldn't find a track going out. We don't really know what the heck happened. Do you think the cat could have run up that tree and they're working off that scent? I truly believe that the lion was treed in that tree and we just couldn't see it. Gotcha. That in there, there's a lot of trees that are like 12 feet tall. So they obstruct your vision that you can't really change elevation to get a good look into it neither. Yeah, it's steep and, and nasty blow down. I mean, I ended up donating a M7 jacket and some Kuyu puffies to that whole, <laughs> whole process. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the first go around at trying to kill. And then this one, we're walking in, so you have that negativity in your brain. <laughs> yeah. You pop around the tree a little bit, there it is, sitting in a tree, thumbs up good to go then the pressure's on (laughs) you said it was a way different feeling yeah it's a totally different feeling when you're the shooter that's for sure the dogs roaring i mean it 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 does it builds on you big time definitely there's a lot of pressure you feel you know you want to make a good shot you know for everybody and the dogs you know they they did a great job and they deserve it sometimes killing these lions the perfect scenarios are for young dogs and when there's young dogs there dogs do a really good job they want to chew on it yeah I mean, they, they, honestly it's they the want re- you to get it out of the tree for them steadied in you hammered it it was just like it's supposed to be harvest the cat flopped out perfect yeah done no special gun jay used an old 243 yep do you yeah. regret that no man the last thing that thing killed was an alligator and that still resonates with me uh, it was just the best thing hiking in on that cat i'm like you know thinking about that it was just really funny for oh, some yeah. reason Par- <laughs> pardon me can we go back to an alligator yeah jo- josh's mother had shot an alligator with that oh and about two years ago yeah. and that gun's been hauled around beat around <laughs> Some, some guns are just meant to kill, and yes. it, they just have that special juice in them. That, that gun did a lot of killing. Yeah. We went into the woods with a hope, <laughs> and it worked out. <laughs> it wouldn't have worked out if we would have showed up prepared. No, never. I was like, I, I thought in my brain, I was like, oh, it's all guides. I was like, they'll have stuff. I don't need to take any. Evidently, everybody Every, thought that. Yeah, everyone else thought the same thing. <laughs> I don't think anybody had a, anything other than a pocket knife, did they? Yeah, no, that, that, that was another thing. That, like, we were going to, like, <laughs> cape it out and, and, and quarter it and throw it in the pack like you should. But we we just had a gun with yeah. us. Yeah, we, one we, backpack, maybe. Yeah. So we're like, well, pack it out whole. And, I mean, it just sucks. It's terrible. How did you have it in your bag? I just kind of drape it over the meat load and let yeah. her buck. Yep. It's, it's like carrying couple gallons of water way out <laughs> to your left and right if you see a picture on social media of someone packing a cat out unless they have it slung over their shoulders like daniel boone they always have it in a backpack like we're talking about because it it's a pretty cool picture but that's all it's good for yeah it sucks <laughs> it's, it's terrible stupid <laughs> ben doesn't even suggest that we put the lion in this way that he explained it or he showed us on a picture he's like oh yeah we figured that out last year Thanks, Benjamin. Yeah, shout outs to you, Peckerwood. That was that was sweet hunt. Uh, that was perfect. I 
Good time. So Jay's big time trapper. He's oh, <laughs> instantly. Jay, can we tell the story of me catching myself? Yes. <laughs> I finally have had a little bit of time to kind of get out and do some beaver trapping. So I'm gonna kind of. I kind of always start at the bottom there with some water trapping and get some bait, and then work my way up into you know some other things and. Um, the other day, I happened to not follow the cardinal rule of setting your trap before you wire it to a tree, and I got my hand stuck in a 330 bear with the safety actually in my pocket that I could have put on top of the trap to prevent it. No, you didn't just get your hand stuck in it. Yeah, hands. Yeah, <laughs> hands. <laughs> yeah, I got both my hands stuck in it. And I mean, the one's still kind of messed up. I can't, I don't have any feeling on the top of it there's a nice green bruise yeah but you know that's not going to stop me i'm going to keep trapping death before honor yep. even in trapping yep let's let your sister tell because i've heard you've been trapping for a long time that's like what you're feeling yeah i mean um we would get up in elementary school we'd get up at like four in the morning and our dad would take us out to go check traps i don't even know where Weren't we on a golf course a couple times? Were we allowed to be there? Yes, we were allowed to be <laughs> so there. So that's why we, you're we into had the golfing. Key. Yeah. You yeah. got a you got obsessed with golfing from trespassing on golfing courses. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we were trespassing. <laughs> we we had permission on the golf courses to take care of like muskrats and raccoons and different things like that. Yeah, we had so to keep we, farming control. Right. We we would get up real early before school and our, our dad would take us out to go check the traps and um this one time we went out there and we had to walk in the snow for a while. I know we were on uh, railroad tracks at one point, um, but we go to check a trap. There's a raccoon in it. And I, I really wasn't explained the process. I didn't really know what happened after <laughs> there was an animal in the trap. Um, so next thing I know, my dad pulls out my um, souvenir baseball bat that I got at a Cleveland Indians game and just proceeds to beat the snot out of it. I mean, no, I mean, I told my therapist about this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely tell you to relate it. Keep going. This is gold. But um, that was just one of the many moments of my life that I've had trauma from. See, like, the, the thing about our, our father, you know, is he's, he's cheap, you know what I mean? And, you know, for, for better or for worse or whatever, back in the day when you could get a, a full five-gallon bucket of 22 shells for 40 bucks, he still wouldn't want to waste ammo, and we would use a baseball bat to dispatch animals. Yeah. Yeah, I'll remember that forever. <laughs> still remember. I never got that bat back. <laughs> I think he's still in use. He's, he's still in his trapping, his trapping bag. In his basket. I guarantee it. I'm not into trapping neither. I trapped the coon one time with my kid because I didn't get in trapping with my dad. And I set all these traps out and we caught this coon. That poor sucker looked at me while we were walking up there and I was like, good God, I wish I had a dog. <laughs> at least he stands a fighting chance. What did, uh, there was a comedian that used to say it that, Coon's got the full permission. He can come down the tree and whip all them dogs, and he's free to go. But once he's caught in that trap, he's done. Yeah. I, I just don't understand what the purpose of it is. What do you do with it? Training serial killers. That's a great... <laughs> I mean, Dad did pretty good with Jay then. <laughs> no. <laughs> no? No, these muskrats were digging holes in their 
in their ponds and ruining the beautiful golf courses that you like to go and that's fair okay i wouldn't have a job then yeah, yeah exactly if it right. weren't for it comes full circle <laughs> yeah someone's got to do it js yeah. trapper do you have a, like a like a ready to go answer for that for what for why do you trap why do you do it it's it's like Christmas every time you go and check your traps. Why? Because you get to hit something with a baseball bat. Nope. That's not a good answer. <laughs> uh. So does it? <laughs> no. I mean, it, when it, when it all comes down to it, I mean, it's it, there's like a little nuance of you know, kind of like the old timing feel exactly. doing doing something, you know, in the woods as mountain men would do. There's a lot of different conservation elements to it as well. Uh, the reason why a lot of the turkey populations nowadays a lot in the midwest are starting to go downhill drastically is because the fur prices are so low uh no one's trapping raccoons anymore and they're they eat ground nesting birds and yep. what does everyone like to hunt you know that's a ground nesting bird is a turkey grouse i mean all of them i can definitely see how it brings back like a historical nuance like that whole because doesn't matter what kind of technology is not going to help trapping. Mm-hmm. It comes down to reading sign and being good at it. Yeah, and it's it's not easy at all. Um, I mean, there's so many different misconceptions when you know when you kind of look at trapping and and how everything has been so uh, I guess like negative, especially in different movies and, and things like that towards sure. towards trapping. Uh, most most people don't realize that the biologists are using the exact same traps that we legally have to use for wolves to catch and collar them. I mean, and, and release and release healthy. them healthy. Yeah, just totally fine. There's so much of that that it's just ignorance on people. Yeah, just not you know not researching it. It's scary or they don't like it, so they're just gonna put their nose up to it, and that's what it is, and that's what it will stay in their mind. I could easily take trapping the wrong way, but. When I hear Jay talk about it and how he does it, it makes me want to try to do it and then realize that nostalgia and things that's foredoing it. And hound hunting can be the same way. If it's not portrayed right, it's terrible looking. Have you ever been around a hound hunt? No. Being green as the grass to hound hunting, just what would you think of us? Well, you see one of our dogs is walking around inside the lodge here. What would you think? Do you think that dog would ever bite a mountain lion? No, she's so sweet. I didn't know. I had to ask Lydia before we did this. I was like, is this a, a hunting dog? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, she seems very domesticated. <laughs> <laughs> the wild beasts usually don't make it very well in the hunting world. They have to be pretty well trained, especially to be a big game hound. They need to really learn to hunt with you. So lay out what you would think a lion hunt. Just Like how it goes? Yeah. I, I just, I don't even know where to start because in my head, how do you like where you go to find one where would you even start to look for one a and then b as soon as i saw one i would start crying probably i'm scared of that but um so it would freak you out even more if you knew how little of a distance you would have to go to find a lion track from where we are sitting right now oh thanks for telling me that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there was a couple kills uh that we found right here behind the lodge they killed a couple white tails. The lion killed a couple white tails. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Even better. Do they just do the you just wait for the hounds to catch a scent? Is that kind of have them run around a little bit? I don't. I don't know how it works. So it, that would be that would be very difficult because they don't make they don't have a lot of scent. 
we're following tracks on the ground. Usually the lion has sometimes been there two days. So the lion has no idea that he's even being pursued by us. Team of dudes and a pack of hounds. He has no idea what's coming. It's just being a lion. And we follow those tracks until we jump the lion. Now the dogs do most of the cold trailing. When we say cold trailing, it would be like they're following that lion as he's going about his daily business. And then at what point, whenever you get sight of one, do you have them go and chase it into a tree? Is that the ideal situation? So the dogs are out basically freshening the the track up. They're getting closer and closer to the cat as they, as they follow it. Eventually, they either get to the point where the cat knows he's being chased or they come up right on him and, and we jump them. It would be like you giving your house dog a treat when they get all wound up and running around. These dogs get one little whiff of scent and they're going to go into a different mode. And those dogs will follow that track. And a lot of times on an old track, you have to get right in the woods with them. As soon as the dogs are deployed, a couple dogs are put down. And you usually put a dog down that's very doesn't run elk, deer, that can stay right on that mountain lion track. And they are moving it through the country way faster than you can ever traverse. So we just make sure that things are moving along at a good pace. And then when a jump, they were talking about a jump track, they'll go into a bed and sometimes the we have bark indicators on the collars and it'll tell you how many barks per minute the dog is actually barking. Seeing how excited that dog okay, is. Okay. So we add technology to all this and it allows us to know the speed of the dog, where it's moving, and it draws a little line on our mapping that we can tell everywhere that dog's been. So you can go in, you can hike down off of a ridge where the dogs come through, and you can be like, all right, mountain lion track right there, dogs are on the mountain lion. And then keep hop skipping them and making sure that things are still happening right. So then when the dogs have one, how far away are you? like to make it up there to then get it if the dogs start moving very fast there's no way humanly possible that you can keep up with them in this country <laughs> okay we had them running almost seven mile an hour in some nasty country yeah right? and that that's motoring um especially when you're going through it two mile an hour they're leaving you behind once they catch the mountain line and they put it into a tree sometimes they have to stay treed for hours yeah wow. so like the perfect scenario is you're in an area that has you know quite a few different road systems where you can possibly use a snowmobile or drive around and the dogs cold trail for a while they get it jumped and then get it treed and you know then maybe the dogs have went what like nine ten miles but if you're able to get around and you know get above them and drop down on them you might only have 500 yards to a couple miles sometimes rather than having to go the whole thing all right, that that video that you sent me of your lion coming out of the tree, um, I showed that to everybody. I showed it to all my students. They thought it was the craziest thing ever. It was kind of cool. But the dogs, they sounded so excited. It's something that you can't really explain until you've actually seen it and how how proud the dogs are of themselves. I mean, they truly, they want to be there when you do shoot the cat. It's like getting a treat for them. <laughs> it's giving them a treat for doing a good job. I mean, it really is. Some dogs learn to absolutely hate their quarry. That's how I feel about elk. Yeah. I, I hate them so much, I just I want to shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> they have a drive to pursue, excuse me, that animal so much that you can't explain unless you actually witness it. They, they know it's their job. Yeah, and they want to get it done. They want to they do it so bad. It, it's, it's impressive when a dog will run until it can't physically run no more and lay down to have that big a heart to do that day in and day out they love what they do you can't make them 
run the line. I mean, they have to want to do that. Yeah. Just like trapping, it has been done for hundreds of years in this country. Uh, you listen to old stories about houndsmen in like the early 1900s and that, and uh, it's in people's blood to like to do that certain thing. And just like trapping. And it is lo- almost a lost art. It's hard to get into it. This, it's because it's grueling. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, it, it's grueling. It's uh, time consuming. It's expensive. Uh, there's, ton of there's, work. yeah, a ton of work that that goes into it. And if you don't have anywhere to really start, it's not likely that you're gonna start no. doing it. Right. Uh, well, first thing you could do is go to um, a baseball game and get a souvenir bat. step one step one (laughs) we don't have to use a baseball bat so you might really like hound hunting because we don't have to kill it i I also heard um snowmobile i want to ride that oh yeah (laughs) one very cool thing about hound hunting is you do not have to kill the animal to have a successful hunt it's in a tree the hounds have caught it it's there take some pictures chase it again another day you can have that same fun experience multiple times with that same cat it's really expensive and advanced hide and seek exactly exactly (laughs) very advanced hide and seek that might be our name for the podcast on this one so maybe we can get you lion how many days are you in here for i leave next wednesday oh yeah you're definitely gonna get on a lion chase we're gonna have part two of this after a lion hunt or a bobcat chase (laughs) and i will not be here because i died no 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 no, we've been successful at bringing everybody back except for people that bring hoochie mamas (laughs) they're still out there (laughs) they're out there calling with their hoochie mamas (laughs) (laughs) all right this is us over and out. Thanks, everybody. Signing out. Happy trail. This is that awkward singing I was talking <laughs> oh. about. Do you know this song? Yeah, you know no, song? I do Have not. Have you ever been to a rodeo? No. What? what? You're from Ohio. I don't I'm know if that's Ohio. true. Ohio. I watch college football. Go Bucks. Well, it's easy. There's only a couple words here. We go. <laughs> Happy trails to you. Come on, Sam. Until I we meet. Get just hum or something. Mm-hmm. Let's just pick it up. How do, you, all right, how do I pause it? Just hit the...